<laughs> you know what I learned too last night about the Hebrew language and that NASA stuff? A jot and a tittle, they actually reference that. And a jot is like actually a Hebrew character, and so right. is a tittle, and it's yeah. like a certain type of stroke. Yeah. It's very, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought of a jot and a tittle, it's just like, yeah, a little, a little scribble or something, you yeah. know? But no, it's actually uh, part of their alphabet, you know? Yeah. And, um, Fascinating. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, their letters and their language is very interesting. Well, I, I have a friend of mine who's um, a doctorate in ancient biblical uh, languages, and he had a, uh, he did his master's thesis, and that was who I asked about your question um, on uh, on the, the Book of Enoch, because he had a, he did his, like, one of his dissertations on... On that, yeah. Well, not on that, but on non-canonical books of the Bible. So he's like, like, researched them thoroughly. I the mean, Gospel of Judas Iscariot. You're like, wait, yeah, what? Written yeah, how many? Yeah, centuries later? Yeah, centuries later, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's isn't fascinating. That like the Gnostic gospel. Isn't that oh my gosh, yeah. dude! The what is it? The Gospel of Thomas. Mm. These, I, I, you know, I try to witness and share my testimony. Try to help people along the way, and I have this tattooer that I'm kind of well acquainted with, but we're not like really good friends. Um, but we bump into each other from time to time, so I think God's putting him in my way. But he's po he's posting books on his social media like Manly P. Hall, and like he he recently like became a Freemason a couple years ago, and it's like. You can tell he's in like the uh, Babylonian Talmud. Like he's all over the place with these books, and like, right. and I'm just like, uh, the other day I sent him a message. I just said, "Gotta compare it to scripture, dude." I'm yeah. telling you. He said, "Well, nothing compares to scripture." And I said, "Just compare it to scripture, man." You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, "That's all you could do is just be like, don't yeah. forget about this book. You're reading all these other books, but don't forget about this one." You know? Right. Very yeah. frustrating, because he he thinks that once you once you digest some of the, those people's teachings, it's like. Well, you need these tools from these books to even interpret this book. Yeah. And they've already skewed your your vision because now you're looking at the world through their lens of this like esoteric kid. And, but then you see Jesus like taught openly in synagogues and preaching. And he literally was like, nothing is, is kept away from you if you want to come learn it, you know, right. like if you have ears to hear. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to pray for him actually. I, I've been praying for him, but. Was it you, Judah, who was talking about like there's somebody who like had like a. They're talking about like there's this book and then there's all these other books. You need these books to understand this one book when you don't really need all that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've said similar things, but I mean, that, that's a common thing even like in uh, in the Mormon church, right? Is that, that you need the Book of Mormon in order to really interpret scripture. And it's like, it's like the lens. Like Jesus the, is the brother of the devil, you say. Right, yeah. <laughs> you can be the god of your own planet, huh? I read the first couple of pages of the Book of Mormon, and it really just sounds like somebody is just trying to copy the style of writing in one of the books of the Bible. It's like, it's like it's just, it sounds like, like it's fan, almost fan fiction. No, you don't talk fan fiction. You get into Scientology, right? <laughs> you know what blows my mind? Ron Hubbard. Uh, uh, Christian Science. Have, have you ever heard of this? Christian Science reading rooms not, and stuff. Not science at all. Not Christianity right. at all. Yep, yep. It's terrifying. But they don't believe in doctors and stuff. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of weird things. In Ireland? It was, a, it, was, it was a Christian company. and In fact, maybe even still is. But uh, it, they were uh, Christians who started it and um they like really revolutionized ireland in general like just i mean they, they did so much as far as like for uh uh for employees and for medical help and like all these things like they like because the the uh sanitation was really bad but they would do like like sanitation checks of their employees where they would like stop over and like explore things and if things weren't good they would like incentivize them to like um do things so like even when they would have like different plagues and stuff that would go through a lot of their employees were better taken care of but also 
one of the reasons I guess that they started was because, ironically, um, they wanted to combat alcoholism in Ireland because so many people were just drinking, um, like, you know, whiskeys and harder liquors. Um, they, and, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, water is questionably um, safe. And so they figured they wanted to create, uh, you know, a mass-produced uh, drink that people could drink, but they're not going to get drunk as if they're drinking, you know, whatever Jameson or whatever yeah. else they're uh, yeah. they're drinking. When we the when we so. went there and we, you know, I learned a lot about that family. That you know, the guy who started it, the Guinness family. And you're right, they did so much and also civic works too, yeah. helping to build bridges, giving money. I mean, they again, I think it, the the statistic was seven out of 10 beers in Ireland are Guinness yeah, wow. and they drink a lot of beer there. So you can imagine how much, I mean, in Guinness, obviously, I yeah. mean, those, they're extremely well off the family and they do all sorts of good deeds. And in what you're saying goes along with a, I, I don't know if I'd ever said it in here, a poster, I got a kick out of it because I know they wouldn't allow it in the United States, but Guinness had a, we went into a, a little sundry shop and they had you know old posters and things like that and 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 i saw one poster and this goes with you know they wanted to have a drink that was you know better than drinking alcohol and this was one of their billboards and sign and it said guinness is good for you yeah. and, and it's like for you know he healthy yeah i know ben and 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 that's pop that yeah. that particular thing is on and they promoted it as it just what yeah. you're saying as good for you, it's good. And I mean, so many people drink it. It's it's just incredible. And of course, they still drink over there. I don't know and, what they... And a lot of people don't realize, too, that like as part of their marketing thing, they wanted to get some more notoriety in the world. So they started saying, hey, well, um, wouldn't it be cool if we started a catalog of records of things you know, i thought that was because they were having bar fights and it was a subtle bar fights no oh. no so uh so they started like doing these things and then they would make the guinness book of world records and they'd make these books and they would send them out to different places and it was kind of like but eventually it almost got you know equally as big because i mean people don't always make the connection between the records and the yeah. and the beer I, I, company so I, I was i was in my 30s so, you know, like within the last 10 years, I found out that the Guinness Book of World Records and Guinness Beer yeah, were the same, same company. Thing, yeah. yeah I, and yeah, I, I only well, found out a few years yeah, ago. I was myself, today so. years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. My wife is not a beer drinker. So this is interesting that she had a Guinness. Around. I mean, of course, they're five hours ahead of us. So you know, it's, it's one, it's one o'clock there. And then she's going to, to the, they call it the gravity bars at the top of, a, of, a, of the, um, the Guinness storehouse. It's a, it's a very nice place. And yeah, because like the story I heard about the world record book was that they were having they, they were having problems where people were getting into ball uh, bar fights and there were brawls breaking out because there were dis disagreements over records. Oh, really? So they decided <laughs> to make the book as a way to stop that from happening. Well, they, there was a book called uh, God and Guinness, and it was like a whole chronicle. I read it. It was a chronicle of the the family history and. Um, and uh, and another thing too, one of the reasons why they mass produced it was because beer. I mean, obviously they wanted to, to keep people away from just feeling like they could only drink hard liquor, but beer in general, much like today, like we have all the microbreweries. Mm -hmm. But it was like you'd go to a pub, and the pub would make their own 
beer there. So every pub made their own beer. And as you can imagine, the qualities and sanitation of that was, you know, mediocre at best. And so, um, I mean, again, just, I mean, the, the amount that they did for their country, um, I don't know. I, I don't know Ireland history well enough, but I would probably guess that if it wasn't for Guinness, Ireland would be an entirely different country. Some people even speculate it would be a third world country if it wasn't for hmm. Guinness. It's, it's very possible. There, so. they, are, they, The family as well as the name Guinness are cultural icons in Ireland. And, and just some of the things we learned on tours that we took and going, going around the country from Guinness. And I didn't know before I heard of Guinness Bear, but... Yeah, it's what you say. They have done so much and contributed hundreds of millions of dollars to mm. all different causes there. So it's possible. And so they are considered, uh, you know, like a, almost like a first family, so to speak. Mm. And, and But they've done so, a lot of good. It was a, before coffee was popular, people used to start the day by, with a beer. Let me tell you this about that. We stayed at the Shelbourne, which is in the center of Dublin. We stayed there a couple times, and whenever we go, we stop in there to get some clams or get lunch or something. It's, an, it, it's, more, it's on the higher end, probably the highest end in uh, Dublin, Shelbourne. Everybody knows it. When we were staying there a few days on our fir very first trip to Ireland back in 17, uh, and this goes to your point, Ben, uh, they had a breakfast buffet, and it's an English breakfast, of course. You know, they have, uh, you know, bangers, and man, they have this, and they have uh, beans, and, the, and right there next to the eggs is a bottle of Jameson. Really? At, at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and people use it on their eggs. They use it in everything. Really? So oh. when, you say, uh, when you say that there, yeah. You know, then they have a beer in the morning, too, and they, people can order, order beer, and they do that. But again, it, here if we did it, you know, people, you know, maybe you see them in a bar at eight o'clock, they're probably getting drunk, you know, they're, 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 you know, their life is washed up, maybe they feel. Over there, it's just cultural. Right. It's what they do. And I learned it, I'm watching them going, I go, every, and then we've seen it, you know, again, the next time we went back, I go, you know, right there, you know, on the buffet table at eight o'clock in the morning, there's the bottle of Jameson, you know, pour yourself a shot, pour it on your eggs, pour it on whatever you want to pour it on. <laughs> pour it in your porridge, because they always have porridge, I'm thinking. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a different culture because, like, I'm like, yeah. even like in Germany when I was a kid, they had non-alcoholic beer, and non-alcoholic beer there was called Kinder Beer. It wasn't Kinder the beer. it wasn't called the official that wasn't the official name, yeah. but you can go and take. I have yeah. a Kinder Beer, so like here I am, probably eight nine years old drinking non-alcoholic beer, and there's no such thing as non-alcoholic beer. Mm. There's reduced Not alcohol beer, yeah. <laughs> so and you know and but it was like it was okay. And nobody th thought anything of it. And if in, in this country, you try to do something like that. It's like, it, it oh, your happen. son running around with a beer. It's like, no, don't worry about it. It's not an alcoholic. Yeah. They yeah. look at you like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it's just like I said, that poster, Guinness is good for you. I mean, and they got this child that got it. It looks it's so pastoral. I'm thinking. A, two, yeah, two I'm can, going, a toucan or something, can, right? Yeah. You know, a toucan <laughs> on it? I, Guinness is good for you. I'm going, okay, but this is. Ireland. So, yep. and I'm telling you, when you said that about the alcohol and the more, I, I, yeah. I, 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 me and my wife, me and Colleen still joke about it that we tell people, go, yeah, they got Jameson there in the morning. I mean, to them, it's nothing. To me, yeah. it was like, okay, I'm not drinking Jameson at any time, let alone at eight o'clock in the morning. When I went to Germany, uh, a couple of the guest houses that we stayed at, every homeowner wanted to give us schnapps at like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Pear schnapps, apple schnapps. All these different types of schnapps. Like, try it, try it. They yeah. were like, and 
like and little tiny, like just just to taste and out and so good. It was great. They have the German purity law there. We were in we were in Germany. You know, we got off. We were on a on a riverboat cruise, and so we got off, and we were in one city, and we sat down to have lunch, and I asked for a beer. This goes back a few years, and in in and in in that's basically all they had, and in. My, my daughter had one, my son had one, my wife doesn't drink beer, but she said, all right, hum. she says, okay, give me a small beer. They brought her one of these <laughs> things like this. Yeah, I, lo- I looked up, we all got one of those. She asked for a small wow. beer, it was like oh, that. Oh, at a beer garden? I swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, swear. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what they call it, but it's that size. I go, she didn't drink it all. It's like you have to use two hands, literally grab it from underneath. Yes, <laughs> but it's the power of culture, you know what I mean? It really yeah. is, you know? Yeah. I mean, we had prohibition and all that other stuff, and... I mean, if you go back in Christianity in Europe, it's like it was the monks and stuff like that that were making the wine and the champagne. And, and, yeah, Martin yeah, Luther, yeah. I mean, he, he was uh, <laughs> writing his 95 thesis at the local pub. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's just interesting, right? Yeah. So it's over here, it's like, why did we have prohibition? And it's like, is it was it the, like the, the Puritan influence or Christian influence, or was it just people trying to control things or, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Probably a combination, yeah, combination of all of it, but. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like uh, I have family in Sicily, and it's like the same thing. Like kids can just have a glass of wine at like right. a party and stuff like that. No one thinks anything about it. Nothing. But here, it's like they're like you can't touch it until right. you're whatever age. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because you do that, it makes it ten times worse for teenagers because you're telling yeah. them they can't well, do something. Well, here's right. the thing: that they have you access know, to. Essentially, we, we grew up in that type of atmosphere. Yeah. You know, my grandparents had come from Italy, yeah. and so remember, we went over there and we were given wine, yeah. and. Uh, I'll tell you what, we did the same thing for our children, though, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't go from Italy, and my mother didn't, but I, I, we did the same thing, you know, when we thought it was appropriate enough, and they wanted it. And they yeah, took, for us, it was always I, like a family get-together yeah. or like a wedding or and something. I think it helped, it helped, I mean, they're not alcoholic, they, they don't go out and, you know, go on binges and draw, I believe that it helped so that it took out, took away that mystique, yeah, exactly. that, oh, my God, we got to go on trying. When they went out with their friends, it was nothing like, we're coming over, huh? I, I haven't seen, and I'm not, you know, saying say my children are angels, but they, they by any means, because you know they don't tell you half the things they do. But, but they never came home like that, and and they, you know, they, you know, my daughter enjoys a, a nice glass of wine once in a while, but that's it. I know, agree, though. Know. I agree that if you take away that whole mystique to it, that yeah, the no. taboo of like you're not supposed to, it's like, oh, there's nothing to this. It's just if you have too much, you start throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Basically. So. And, and- Yeah, of course, right? Another thing about, like, we were talking about alcohol, another thing in Germany, same age, they have slot machines. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're just set up. And it's just like, you could just, like, here I am, again, eight years old, I'm in a bar with my parents, with number one, that's a whole other thing. But they used to do that here in the States, too. I remember as being a kid, being brought to the bar. So (laughs) they got these vending machines. Yeah, it's like, you just go there and just blow money. And, like, my parents would be like, oh, you got something to do. Here, have some coins. And I'm just like, with my kinder beard <laughs> playing a slot machine. <laughs> and what happened to the Coca-Cola and the scooter pie? Yeah, exactly. I grew into that. Yeah. I, went the, I went backwards. Yeah, I was like, he rebelled against his parents and switched to sugar and caffeine. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs>